0: So guys, I wanted to talk about a really interesting insight since we're talking about growth. Uh, this is a little more about startup companies trying to get to that magical unicorn, $1 billion valuation status. And I have a podcast called Vested Capital and I interview founders. So I had just coincidental timing. I, I went from one interview straight to another one. First one was with my name, Yaya, who, and his last name is not easy to pronounce, but he's one of Re brothers who are the founders of Truebill, a company that got acquired by Rocket. Truebill is a really handy app. Basically, it's like a finance app. You can connect it to your bank, and then it'll tell you what recurring uh, payments you've got going. You can click a cancel button to cancel the payment. It'll renegotiate bills for you. So, you know, you see your mobile phone bill or your internet bill, and it, you can click renegotiate, and it'll then go and look at competing offers and get you something potentially. Hey,
1: real quick, how come like I look up Truebill? Wow, how long ago were they acquired? Because if you look up Truebill on Google, it just right away, rocketmoney.com comes up.
0: Well, when they got acquired, they got renamed. So the the app is no longer called Truebill. It's now called Rocket Money. But that's, they got acquired. How long ago was this? uh, Not too long ago, uh, 2022. It was started this year. They got acquired. Oh, okay.
1: Okay, okay, cool, cool. I guess right. Rocket's
0: doing good SEO though to change all their all the Truebill. It looks really redirects. good, actually.
1: There, it looks really good, and yeah. Well, it Anyways. should.
0: It's true. Rocket is a multi-billion-dollar company, and, and Truebill, you know, got acquired for 1.275 billion. So, what is Rocket Money? It's the same. All these things app? I'm saying that Truebill did, now it's the same thing on Rocket Money. So it's like a one of those super apps for personal finance. It just does a whole lot of stuff. The origin story for Truebill, though, was that bill canceling function. So interesting hearing the startup founder explain how they had the MVP. So they built the app to plug into your bank using Plaid. And then you could basically click a cancel button in the app to a subscription, but there was no automation. In the back end, the founder, the guy I interviewed, would literally get on the phone, pretend to be a VA for that person and try and cancel the subscription through the bank for them. So every time one of the first users clicked that button, you know, he had to manually go and make phone calls and cancel bills for people. But it was a true MVP, you know, it tested at work. Um, but what I want to talk about is the growth part of this. And I want to introduce Fireflies as well. It's the other company, way more startup. They've just raised 14 million. They're a company in the AI space. We, you probably know them. Wait,
1: this is going to be related to Truebill, right?
0: So, yeah, so these are two companies, different stages. But the reason I bring up Truebill and Fireflies is their growth strategy. So just to clarify, Fireflies, is a AI transcription tool. It comes into your Zoom call or it comes into your Microsoft Teams call. It streams what you're saying. It then gives you a transcription and there's some AI you can do to pull out the key points and, and put it into like Salesforce or HubSpot or whatever. So it's a bit of transcriptioning, a bit of AI. Now, what's interesting, Truebill, so with their growth strategy, I was, my ears, I was perking. I always ask, how did you guys get your first hundred customers, thousand customers? And then, you know, then how did you get to, they got up to hundred million plus before they were acquired. I thought with Truebill, it would be like this viral growth strategy. Everyone's talking about how they're saving money and using the app. And the guy said, you know what? It was a little bit of that, but never really went viral. It was good old fashioned ad buying, like uh, you know, buying Facebook ads, Google ads to start with, trying to get the, you know, spend $100, try to get $101 back in new customers. The reason why they kind of stuck to that more than anything else, because I said, what about influencer marketing? What about social? They said, you know, all that stuff can give you a boost, but if you're a venture-backed company, you need to see consistent growth. It can't be just, oh yeah, we, we got a, a feature by this YouTube finance blogger. Yeah, we got an extra thousand customers, but a week later, that's it. We, you know, we don't get that boost again and we can't keep going back to that source. You know, you only can go once or twice and then it's tapped out. The good thing about paid ads is you can keep going every week, week, you know, every day basically and and, and drive new customers, which frankly is also what my own company is doing right now. We're driven a lot by Google ads. However, Fireflies completely different story. They're obviously earlier in their growth cycle, but they have this very simple self-spreading viral component where you're in a Zoom call or even like what we're doing now it could be in a riverside call and there would be fireflies would be one of the actual attendees along with matt and tom and that fireflies person bot would be recording the conversation and let's say it was my fireflies account you know matt or tom would say who's this fireflies thing and i'd say oh it's this app i'm using does the transcripts of what we're saying and then i can you know plug it into a blog post or or whatever and then you both you guys tom and matt would then know about fireflies so they're kind of getting this inbuilt virality by just using the app itself completely different to the sort of forced paid acquisition now fireflies may need to one day have forced or you know paid ads as a reliable source of new customers but right now they've got this great free engine of virality so i thought it was a really interesting compare and contrast of different types of growth strategies for very different types of of companies that
1: reminds me of like when you had hotmail you know, the beginning, and there was that little thing at the bottom that said, get a free email address here.
0: Dropbox did something. Oh, Dropbox, too. Like PayPal had the, you know, you get five bucks if you refer a friend, which has got to be the ultimate bribe, you know, free money. That's right. And then Dropbox had get two gigs free. There's a name for
1: that when you do that. A viral loop.
2: Like viral coefficient kind of thing.
1: Yeah. 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 It's an affiliate program, ultimately, but yeah. But how do you feel about Fireflies basically promoting themselves
0: during your your webinar? Well, they're not really promoting themselves. They're just there doing their job, but it happens to be like what you said with the Hotmail example. You send an email and the signature happens to say powered by Hotmail. You're like, oh, what's Hotmail? And the same story here. Oh, I'm using this app. It's doing something. Uh, what is the app? Oh, okay. but you could like, you know, white label it. So it'd be called the, you know, your RO assistant. You could name it. Well, I guess you could, but then obviously Fireflies was one of those things where they could start. It's free and you got to have their branding. You pay a premium price. You get rid of the brand. That's right. If that's important. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if that's yeah, important yeah, yeah. For, for something like this. I don't like. It's not a detriment to have Firefly no, AI versus Yarrow AI. It is different when it's like watermark on our YouTube videos. You know that, and like I don't yeah, want that. Yeah, I yeah. want that removed. And, well, I don't like people like when they you make a
1: website or something and they have the footer at the bottom that says "built by" and then there's a link back to them. I don't like it. You know, it's our website. You know loving, <laughs> well, it might be cheaper know?
0: sometimes. The web designer says, "I'll give you 10% off if you let me brand it." in the footer.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah.
0: So you're saying Truebill was all about Google ads. Well, right. now they've got like 50 different paid ad channels going now, but certainly what I thought was interesting, I said to them, surely this is going to spread through word of mouth or through influencer marketing. And he said, they're good starting points for new startups, but at scale, you need to show consistent growth every day. You can't just show 500 when you run one campaign, a thousand users when you run another. You've got to be able to turn on a faucet and keep that growth coming in, especially for VCs who want to see that, you know, to keep investing. It made me think that's interesting because everything we're talking about now, Matt, all of the social hacking, influencer marketing, SEO, I guess, is pretty stable, but a lot of the stuff we're talking about that's more on the social side is very roller coaster. You get a hit if someone shares something or talks about you, and then you're gone. And then you get a viral video, but then it's gone. I've
2: also, though, my experience too, though, and this is maybe for somebody bootstrapping, because not all of us can get venture back, so to speak, or you want to bootstrap your own thing, hustle your own thing. Those can be effective channels, obviously, no doubt, and especially at scale. Like, that makes sense. It's like when you gotta get these growth numbers, but when you're just hustling, it's like, well, we got up to seven figures just through affiliates. And I don't feel like I've hit the depths of that well. So even with that said, I think there's a lot of ways to get to that maybe like first seven figures or whatever and beyond. I think for me, I probably have to change my mindset around ads because we effectively have not done any ads. We haven't done any content marketing. We haven't done any social media. Straight up just affiliate play, really. So,
0: But you have an email list, right? Like every time you're doing... Something we, it's going we built on an email list. list.
2: Yeah, we built an email list through the affiliates. That's Virginia the affiliates.
0: reliable part, right? Because then mm-hmm. you've got an every single day or Correct. every single week Correct. power. So yep. it is funny how often internet marketers, information marketers, will always reinforce this email list importance. It's penetrating into the social world because of Substack and the idea of running a newsletter. Twitter has like you know sign up to my newsletter. But it's still so rare. Like think of all the YouTube videos we watch. How often do they ever say click you know go here to sign up to my newsletter or download my free report? or you know, get something in return for signing up. It doesn't happen. It's always like, subscribe, vote up, usual trio. So there's definitely a disconnect
2: there. Well, it's, it reminds me of like, yeah, kind of typical disconnect between like, well, a lot of people don't know about direct response market, right? And didn't you kind of get into that stuff, Yara, when you were just getting started, like direct response style and marketing and, and that kind of stuff?
0: I'm a... Classic story, right? I started blogging and I was like, I got to grow my RSS feed following for those old school people who know what an RSS feed is, right? I didn't believe in email until someone said to me, or I started hearing the stories of, oh, I sent one email, you know this very well, Tom, and $30,000 in affiliate sales came back. And I'm like, wow, that's way more money than I make from writing a blog post. Um, So I was like, okay, I got to add email to the mix. Then tripled my business and pretty much was responsible for most sales going forward. Um, that's why I think there's so much low-hanging fruit for these influencers and these, these YouTubers to convert some of their audience yes, yes. to email and then actually start anything, affiliate marketing, selling their own stuff, DTC, e-commerce, um, so many opportunities. Do you know like what the MRR
1: of Truebill, you know, what their you know revenue growth was versus Fireflies? I would imagine with ads, they're probably, you know, into the several hundreds of millions per month, whereas Fireflies not doing ads, you know, like what are they, are they also doing? Tens of millions or what?
0: Yeah, I think the reason I bring up these two, first of all, it's not a direct comparison because we've got kind of like got the outcome, from Truebill, they got acquired for over a billion dollars. Fireflies have just you know, raised their Series A for 14 million, so they're much earlier on that growth curve. However, both the founders told me about this early phase, so Fireflies is talking about the early phase now, because they're still in it, and Truebill, talked about the early phase because that was part of the storytelling, right? And the way Fireflies was saying, yeah, we're getting viral word of mouth because of use of the tool encourages spreading of Fireflies. Where Truebill was like, was an aha for me too. He said, for whatever reason, even if if you use something like Truebill or or Rocket as it's called now, you're doing something that you might not want to talk about. Like, you're trying to reduce your costs. It's like, I don't want to talk about the fact that I have to figure out how to save money or I'm paying too much money for something and I I was an idiot. I was paying currently subscription fees when i shouldn't have so there's no kind of like not as not enough anyway of a viral spread due to value and pride and excitement to share the stigma stronger and keeps people from talking about it so uh it was interesting insight